Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Gruesome Herzog. My very special guest today is actress Tara Cardinal. How you doing, Tara? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. I did say your name right, right? You absolutely said it right. Yeah, I, was yes. hoping, I was hoping I did. But thanks for coming on today. Um, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Um, there's a couple movies that I want to talk about actors more than a couple because you've been in quite a few of them interesting. <laughs> but the one that I want to start with, if you don't mind, it's a movie called Delivery in 2006, which you played a character by the name of BB. I do, yeah. Gosh, that was um, technically my, my first film. I actually did that one before Genius. Um, delivery is about a pizza delivery boy who um, has a very rough life. He meets the girl of his dreams, loses the girl of his dreams, and then goes insane. Oh, jeez. Wow. Now, <laughs> now, now that is available on DVD, correct? It is. Actually, Warner Brothers uh, put that film out. Oh, wow. um, Although it was originally an independent project, Warner Brothers scooped it up and said, uh, here you go. So it's actually available worldwide, and it's been doing very, very well, especially overseas. And they were kind enough to put my name above the title. I see that. You know, you know that that has to be exciting for a young actress coming up to actually do a horror flick like that. That you wouldn't think that wouldn't go nowhere, and all of a sudden Warner Brothers comes by and swoops it up. That, that it, it, it was a huge shock. That had to been a rush. That had to been a rush. Yeah, phenomenal. yeah, it was. I got to check that one out. Uh, okay, then now that was released. Okay, well, it doesn't really matter. But July 11th in Finland, it says Finland. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yep, Finland, Germany. Uh, I know it's it's in Sri Lanka because I've gotten fan mail from there. Uh, they have it in Turkey, Damn. and you know, uh, Blockbuster online, Netflix online, yep. of course. Yep. Um, Walmart, Kmart, Target, all the usual. Um, although they don't carry it in the stores anymore because it's uh, older, um, but you can get it on the online websites, and or you can get it on eBay. Okay. Now, this next movie that I am dying to see it, and I don't think it's even available quite yet, but Ding Dong Dead in 2009. Now, uh, the director is Creep Creeperson. Yes. <laughs> and it, it has a nice cast. Of course, it stars yourself, uh, Julia Boyd, and Devani Pin. Is that right? Is that mm-hmm. pronounce that right? Devani. And, and Luke, Devani. White, Luke Y. Thompson. Interesting. Now, what's, yeah. it, what's, it, what's this movie about? Ding Dong Dead is about a group of girls that call themselves the Ding Dong Ditchers, and they're this all-girl, rough, badass gang of girls who okay. uh, ring your doorbell and run away. Uh. Um, except when they when they do that to LYT, Luke Thompson, we call him LYT. Um, yeah, we ring his doorbell, and uh, a bunch of us turn up dead. Jesus, <laughs> Doug, mean old Doug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, he, he's so funny in his portrayal. Um, most of the time, his character talks in third person. So okay. <laughs> you, you have to watch it to see it. Yeah. It's, um, I, think, I think one of the best scripts that Creep Creeperson has written. I just watched one of his that Matt sent me. Um, uh, wait, it's called... Um, um, he's going to kill me. The Vampire One. It ain't released yet. Rides of Sodom. That's or it. Orgy of Blood. Rides of Sodom, that's it. Yes, mm-hmm. that was a. Uh, well, Matt says he, Matt says he might not, he might not think that I might might like that, but uh, uh, it was kind of weird. But I mean, it was good. It's cut some of the things. <laughs> I'm not cutting it. Don't don't get me wrong, but that was quite interesting for a creep. 
if you know what I mean. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I have seen uh, some of his other work. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's good, but it's a little, a little weird. <laughs> well, you know, Creep has a, has a very definitive style of exploitation, blood, guts, and gore to the extreme. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's almost, to me, a step beyond Grindhouse. Yeah. And yep. I, I respect it, yep. but it's not my thing as an artist. So when he approached me with Ding Dong Dead, which was a PG-13, tongue-in-cheek, very, very campy, and I saw the script, and um, just for me, he wrote in a wrestling match with L.Y.T. Now, L.Y.T. is 6'3", 200 pounds, and 5'3", 115 on a good day, 110 if I'm not keeping my weight up. Wow. Um, so he choreographed <laughs> this thing for me where I do a DDT. And I damn near hit the ceiling on my way. <laughs> um, but sure enough, I flipped this guy on his head, and uh, he took it like a champ. Oh and it God. was it was the most fun in the whole movie. That was that was actually the whole reason why I agreed to do it. It was because of the wrestling match. The rest of it, it was fun and cute, but nothing I hadn't done before. Right. But this was my first time doing a a wrestling match in the context of a film. Oh. Well, when I say strange, now I don't want to deprive anybody from watching this, but I am not a guy to see a guy, a guy, a guy kiss. That's what I mean. That was weird to me. <laughs> that was weird to me. Mm. So that's not my that's not my cup of tea. But you know, hey, I don't. I I, I watch the movies for the blood because I'm a horror fan. But uh, you know, I mean, that's just a guy thing, I guess. I guess girls wouldn't matter to them any. But all right, well, it depends on the guys. Yeah, well, that's true. Throwing that out there. That's <laughs> uh, true, because if the ones that watched uh, Brokeback Mountain, then I guess that's up their alley, I guess. But uh, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to get. I don't want to cause any controversy on my podcast. But I will stop uh, right there. <laughs> no fun if you don't. <laughs> All right, the next one. I posted a trailer on my blog page, and believe it or not, it's now number four most watched trailer on my blog. Can you believe that? Song That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Song of the Shattered in 2010. I couldn't believe it jumped up from zero to number four out of ten. It's amazing. What exactly is that? I mean, I people I can read what it's about, but I like to get the get it right from you. But what is exactly Ooh. it's about? Well, um, all right. So, Song of the Shattered is a story of a woman who's in an abusive relationship, an extremely abusive relationship. She tries to get away from her husband. And she's in a life or death situation, and it turns out she has to do what she has to do in order to take care of herself. Okay. Fast forward a year later, and she's trying to put the pieces of her life back together and failing miserably. She's got a, a job at a grocery store, which she can barely handle. She has become the, war, um, the warden of her husband's sister, who... Um, was also abused by her husband and is thus mentally retarded and mildly autistic, and that's my character. Okay. And <clears throat> she's she's haunted um, by these these dreams and visions and and you know just generally having a very very bad time as a woman in that situation would. And eventually, where she started out the victim, she becomes the aggressor, and she ends up acting out these things on my character Melanie. Um, and eventually it escalates, and I can't tell you how right. it ends, right. and you won't watch the movie. Right. Um, but Brandon Slagle plays the, um, the the guy who tries to save her, and 
eventually has to do what he has to do. Jess Weber plays the abusive husband, and oh my God, he did a fantastic job. He, he had such sensitivity with his performances. Yep. Um, I mean, I've just I've never seen a guy abuse and and have it pain him to do what he's doing as much as he's doing. It was just beautiful the way he pulled it off, and of course the amazingly talented and beautiful Demean Melody. Um, graced us with her presence for uh, a couple of days and showed up and she actually replaced an actress who was pregnant and couldn't come shoot with us. Uh, oh. She was too close to giving birth. Oh. So Janine came in. She actually drove herself up from Chicago and she loved the, the script so much and you know we had been wanting to work with her and she had been wanting to work with us and she plays Brandon Slagle's fiance who gets brutally murdered. Ooh. Alright. Yeah. Now Joe Hollow plays in there as well. Now, isn't he's also a director, correct? Um, Joe Hollow is a director, yeah. and what what people don't know about him is he's actually a fantastic actor. I brought him in for a cameo on Red Reaper, and we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, yeah. But Joe plays the um, rough and tumble bartender. Okay. And he's um, if you've seen The Shining. Yes. Um, his character was loosely based off of um, the bartender. Okay. Yeah. And he did a fantastic job. We actually shot in his studio in New York. And ironically, um, I was co-producer on that film as well as producer on Red Reaper. Joe Hollow was my associate producer on Legend of the Red Reaper. And somehow we managed to wrap Song of the Shattered and Legend of the Red Reaper on the same day. Oh wow! Yeah, and you also it also has the, the lovely Devani Pin. Another yes, Devani Pin. Devani Pin is a star. Another of, great um, actress. She's she's fantastic. In fact, she has picked up nomination after nomination for uh, her role in this film. And uh, Janine Melody took Best Supporting Actress. I was runner-up, Best Supporting Actress, and then I got another nomination as well from. Uh, Big Daddy Horror for Best Supporting Actress on that. Congratulations. I got to see you. it. I got to see it now. Now, the next movie. I mean, wh- before I get going, but what's so amazing? I'm not trying to toot your horn, but the movies that you're in, you know, when people think independent, they're going to think it's going to be a bunch of no-names. But the movies that you're in has a lot of talent with you, and that's what makes it successful. The reason why I say that, the next movie I'm going to talk about is Rip Memories in 2010. You have the great, the beautiful, the talented Scream Queen, Debbie Roshan. You got Bill mm-hmm. Bill Obers Jr. You know, yes. you got Jesse Kozel Kozel. Mm-hmm. You got Kozel. You know, I mean it's it's just yeah, you know, it's I come to find out doing this kind of work now on podcasting is you you come into a section of movies where the same actors and actresses stick together in movies. And the, the chemistry yeah. the chemistry is so good it makes the making a movie easier. You know what I mean? And it, Yep. You have to have chemistry in order for a movie to work. That I do understand now. So, done mm-hmm. babbling. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> babble. But this is interesting to me. The, tell the listeners exactly what this what this is about. Um, Rip's memories is the story of a woman, uh, which uh, is Debbie Rashawn, who mm, it's it's a drama, it's a thriller. <sighs> You know, if I tell you the plot, it's going to give too much yeah, away. So stop. I'm just going to tell you to yeah. go ahead and, and watch it okay. um, because of who's in it. Debbie, oh, my God. I I have never in in all my acting career seen somebody. I, I watched her do this one take 
where she's supposed to be watching her lover and another woman and all she's doing is standing there staring and the actor and the other woman were on break somewhere I don't know what they were doing she was staring at the wall I mean that was her eye line the wall and the camera wasn't moving and she wasn't moving and I was watching the monitor and it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen it was so powerful and so intense and she wasn't doing anything I know it, it was just amazing it's so. she is amazing I'm, you know uh, you know, there's a. Oh, you are. I mean, you're amazing yourself. I'm. I'm not, I'm not going to cut you short. I'm not. You know, you guys have the talent. If you didn't have the talent, you obviously wouldn't be in movies. But you know, it's. It's just amazing how, like I said before, I'm babbling again. But the independent horror has a lot of talent. That I think there's more talent in independent horror than there is in in high class horror. That might be strong words to say, but I'm just speaking the honest God truth. I think you're right, um, and I'll tell you why. Because people who do horror, um, I don't do exclusively horror, but I do majority horror, and it's my favorite genre, and I love to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I It's something that I work in almost every single day. So the nuances are... They're, they're known to me. They're, they're something that I'm a part of on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Whereas you bring in actresses who do drama or they do comedy, um, they don't necessarily have the range that that it takes to go from extreme fear, extreme pain, extreme terror, extreme horror, right. to be able to get those performances and to do them well. And, not, and to have multiple notes in a performance. Yeah. <clears throat> and I tell you what, there's a lot of people, mm-hmm. what, what a lot of people uh, would, there's a lot of people. The, the horror genre is huge. I mean, I think it's getting bigger and bigger every year. And it is. Let's say Tara Cardinal. Uh, yes, I'm done making horror movies now, and I'm going to go do some romance drama movies. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be as popular, you know, as you are in the horror genre. If you know, if you know what I mean, I'm not taking away your talent. I'm just saying there's a bigger, bigger base of fans in the horror horror community than anywhere. There's a loyal base. There's a loyal base of fans in the horror community than there are um, in in the other genres. That's that's just how it is, and I I love them as much as they love me. So yay. Yeah, that's right. It's a paycheck too, right? Remember that you found the right <laughs> you found the right neck. <laughs> the next movie I want to yeah. talk about it kind of reminds me of of uh, uh, Diary of the Dead, but it's actually called Diary of Death in 2010. Directed by the mm-hmm. young man that we just talked about, Joe Hollow. Go yes. ahead. Yeah, I'm interested. Um, Diary of Death was an interesting project. They had already shot a good portion of it before they cast my character. Um, gosh, how much can I say about this without giving it away? Because there is a, a twist on my character. Um, I will say that my role is dual. Okay. And... Mm, that I am not as I appear. Um, I got to play the girl next door slash final girl type character, very similar to my role in delivery as as BB. Um, But in the end, there's a huge twist Uh. that I'm not going to give away because Joe would kill me and he would be right in doing so. (laughs) Um, 
I did get to play opposite Chris Boucher. You'll notice um, a lot of my films, I am somehow the horror romantic lead. <laughs> uh, I mean that was true in, in Delivery It's true in Red Reaper It's it's true in um, Diary of Death I'm Chris Boucher is the lead I'm his romantic interest uh, Part of the film at least <clears throat> Well Lloyd Kaufman Always seems to play the weirdest Named characters Teabag <laughs> oh, d- d- in, in Red Reaper He's Lord Lloyd Oh boy, I gotta check this. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> <laughs> he was. We'll, we'll get to that. I'm sorry, I keep bringing it up. That's all right. It's, it's a baby. Um, but um, Diary of Death. Um, it was. It was an amazing experience. We. I shot for a week in New York. Um, I actually shot two days after Ripped Memories, and a week before Red Reaper. Okay. So it it was a back to back, and that was three weeks after I'd wrapped Fight Night. Okay. So that that month of February was just insanely busy. Plus, we had the the red carpet blood drive, um, which I co-hosted and co-founded. <clears throat> awesome. So, yeah, it was <laughs> amazing that <laughs> that I knew who I was, where I was, or what was going on because we I shot that month in Los Angeles, Philadelphia. New York and then Orlando. Jeez. Yeah. Hey, uh, wait. Get, do you got that miles that, that free miles thing going on? Huh? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. All right. The next one I want to talk about, if I remember correctly, we, we can talk about this one. Is Terminal Descent in 2010? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Terminal Descent was actually shot in 2007. It's just spent a long time in okay. post. Um. Some of the descent is a story of four riot girls and their guy pal um, who explore the Buffalo Central Terminal. Um, in actuality, the Buffalo Central Terminal has been condemned for like the last 20 years. Mm. So we were really lucky to be able to go in and shoot it. Um, the style was very much Blair Witch, okay. which works for me because I'm, I'm a trained improv actress. It's something I've been doing since I was 16. Okay. So... Um, I, I can write a script with a relationship and, and have chemistry right on the fly. Um, <laughs> what was interesting is uh, not all of the other actors were able to do that and kept going off on these tangents. Uh. Um, so fortunately, my character was the leader of the group, so it was well within the scope of what I was doing to sort of rein them back in. Um, but because there was no script, the editing has been a nightmare in post-production. So we finally got it to an editor who has a handle on it, and the the original rough cut was um, subpar. You just just put it that way. It just yeah. it just wasn't as good as it should have been. Yeah. So fortunately, the producers on that pulled it and said, "Okay, let's release it when it's it's worth watching," because you know fans are going to pay money to to watch this, and I don't want them to demand their money back. Right. Right. You know. Um, I just realized something. <laughs> yeah. The legend of the Red Reaper. Now you're going to kill me, okay? I could not think of the life of me how I know this title. I had an interview uh-huh. with Matt Dean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how I heard about this movie. He kept talking about you all the time. <laughs> it, just dawned, oh. it just dawned on me. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Yeah. Because he tried to yeah. get, he tried to get me in contact with you a while ago about this. 
Oh man, he gave me your number and everything, and I lost it. I said, "Wait, now it's I'm sorry, now it's coming to me." <laughs> oh uh, wait a minute! I think that was when he first moved out to LA back yeah. in 2007. I remember him telling me about that actually. Mm-hmm. Because I interviewed mm-hmm. him later on for the Devil Within. <laughs> right, That's which funny. I cast. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Small world after all. Oh, anyways, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Now, Matt and I have worked a lot together. Well, let's go into it. Legend of the Red Reaper in 2010, directed by my boy Matt Dean. Go ahead, Tara. Well, all right. Um, <clears throat> Legend of the Red Reaper uh, has had a long and interesting lineage. In fact, uh, this morning I was just writing out the character Bible to pitch as a TV show, so wish me luck on that. Good luck. Um, thanks. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Red Reaper is a, a concept that I came up with years and years and years ago when I was working at the Renaissance Festival. And I'd come up with this character, but I couldn't quite find the right home for it. So back in 2006, Matt and I had partnered up on a number of projects, but this is the one that ended up moving forward. And he had come up with some brilliant ideas for a home and for some other characters. To, to be part of this and then together we we shot um, what ended up being 70 minutes of footage okay um, now wow what was funny about that was um, due to some people on the project who weren't as good as their jobs as they said they were not all of it was usable And so I was forced into a position where the story had to be rewritten entirely. Um, Now, Matt wasn't available. He he stuck with me for about three rounds, and then he started working on The Devil Within and a bunch of other um, bigger Hollywood projects. And and I lost him, which sucks, because I'm not a screenwriter at all. I haven't been trained. I haven't studied. I haven't taken a class in screenwriting. I've never written anything before other than my poetry and some short stories. Um, but this is my character. And it was something that I had been living and breathing at this point for two years. Yep. And so I, I searched far and wide. I had three or four writers come in and, and pretend to help. And then, I mean, just at the end of the day, they just didn't have what was in my head. Right. So lo and behold, I wrote, I wrote an outline. And I wrote 32 drafts of the outline. And then... Um, I figured I'd just start writing the film until I could find a real writer to help me. Right. And three, four, five months later, I had 116 pages, and it finished with Fade Out. Wow. And I was like, oh, I, guess, uh, I guess I wrote it. Um, now, my, my friends will tell you that I actually rewrote the script um, every day on set while we were shooting. I bet. Um, it was... I, I never, I never felt like it was good enough. It, it's funny what they say that scripts they don't get finished; they escape. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and that's what happened. Is that at the end of the day, I I had to change things. I I lost one of my actors. I had written him in thirty extra pages for the oh, reshoots in two thousand nine, and um, he was unavailable. That's and a so bitch. It, was, it was tough to fix. You're right. Right. Did. And then. Um, 
there was one actor I had written all this beautiful stuff for him and somehow he never got that version of the script <laughs> <laughs> so I had to recite the lines from my memory and feed them to him and then it, it, Oh, and of wow. course Matt wasn't available for this round of shooting either so I had brought in Jose Casella whom I'd worked with on Delivery who's a brilliant director and uh, DP and Jose's just looking at me like I don't know what this I, I guess he didn't get that version of the script either <laughs> <laughs> so, so here I am covered in blood and makeup in my leather wardrobe with a sword in my hand and I'm like okay this is what you're going to say oh my then, goodness <laughs> of course, it was up to me at this particular time to do some directing. And so, you know, I had to, as an actress myself, I know that you can't deliver well verbatim under those circumstances. Right, right. I, I told him, I was like, look, this is the gist of what I need you to say. I don't care what you say. This is point A, this is point B. You get there as you feel like you should. Okay. Go. Very good. Yeah, that's got to be hard. Got to be hard. But one thing I will say, Tara, is Matt Dean has high praise for you. He really does. Oh, he's a sweetheart. And, of course, the feeling is mutual. I um, We finished the film with a nude fight scene in a waterfall. Nice. Um, I, I stripped, and it makes perfect sense in the story. <laughs> and I, I got to work with former WWE wrestler Al Snow. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, who, who went basically topless for the film. Um, and we, we shot in New York in a man-made waterfall. And, uh, yeah, I wish, and, <laughs> yeah, it was, interesting. it was interesting. Um, Joe Hollow was, uh, driving force behind that scene as well. He was my associate producer, which of right. course I met him on Bloodstruck. Right. And then we did, um, Bloodstruck is also Diary of Death. And then we did Song of the Shattered, which he executive produced. And then I also brought him in on Red Reaper as a cameo, and he did, just did so much, I made him the associate producer. Right. Now, uh, do you have a proximate uh, date when that's available come out? Um, it's all going dis- to depend on our distribution. Okay. Um, like, what happened with delivery was uh, delivery was done in post for six months before Warner Brothers released it. Right, right. I don't know why. Because I'm interested to see that now. Hmm. I guess I'll and wait. And then I'm also working on a comic book to go along with the story for oh. The Legend of the Red Reaper and novel as well as the sequel. No kidding. Wow. Now, are you allowed to talk about Vivid? Um, nope. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll add that out. That was on my notes. Or was it? No? No, it wasn't. Okay. Well, the next one I'm dying to hear about is Spreading Darkness. Yes. 2011. <laughs> Josh Spreading Darkness. Eisenden. Eisenstadt. Yep, he's my yeah. next. He's coming on, on, on my interviews soon. That's one of my. I guests. know. Ooh. Um, Josh. Josh is an. Oh God, I, I love Josh. Um, he of course is the director of Dark Real, who stars in the Who's Who of indie horror yep. and and stuff. Um, I met Josh at Creations Weekend of Horror, where I was guest, and uh, we. I shared a booth with uh, Devin Penn, of course, and Alyssa Dowling. And Casey Hansen. Wow, what a crew. Yeah, oh, we have our screen queen <laughs> Yeah, you got that right. Yeah, beautiful, it was, it was beautiful screen queen group. Come on. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. But go ahead. I'm sorry to just disturb you there. 
so Josh came in with Alyssa because he worked with her on Dark Real and he sat down and chatted with us and Josh and I had just sort of kept in touch over the month because this is just May right. um, and one day we were hanging out having dinner and he says to me um, I've got a role for you in my next film and I'm like yeah, okay sure of course you do uh, I mean I, I get that every day everybody's got a role for me in their next job <laughs> so you know I was polite but I didn't believe him and then he told me that I was going to play the wife and I was going to be a mysterious redhead and um, that he was going to find an A-list actor to work opposite me and we were going to shoot in mid-December and Jeez. he told me this I think in October Jeez. and <laughs> at that point there was no script, there was no money uh, there was, it was just an idea he had Right. so no one was more shocked than I when I had a script and a contract via my manager um, and I was starring opposite Eric Roberts of course Julia's brother Right. And lo and behold, he saw it mid-December, just like he said. No kidding. And that doesn't happen in Hollywood, or anywhere for that matter. Right. Um, I have never, ever, ever worked on a project that shot the dates it was supposed to shoot. It never happens that way. There's always some reason. Yeah. He also told me that we were going to have the DP from Hatchet, and we did. Jeez. And uh, I showed up. I I play opposite Eric. Um, I felt like our chemistry was amazing. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to work with John Savage or Rainer Riffle or uh, James Duvall or Louis Mandalore, um, although we did have a lot of fun on set. Nice. Laughing and joking. Um, I got some behind-the-scenes footage of John Savage singing opera in the break room. <laughs> what a veteran. That's a veteran. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, that's actually my second film with John, where I don't have a scene, because we're also in a film called Gemini the Rising together. Okay. Nice. Yeah, there's quite a few names in this movie, you know, like I mentioned. Yeah. I mean, what, a name that, that, that gets me is Blanca Blanco. <laughs> she is so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Yes, she is. Dee Dee Bigelow. I mean... Dee Dee! Yes, Dee Dee is um, the sweetest, the sweetest girl you'd ever hope to meet in in Hollywood. I, <laughs> I I'm always blown away by you know. I mean, she's on, she's in everything. Right. And you know, she shows up and she's got no ego. She's sweet as pie. Um, I actually met her at a book signing that we were both uh, we were both featured in this book called Queen's Scream: The New Horror, and. It was it was uh, me and Dee Dee and Bianca Barnett, of course, and we were the three of the the book people in the book that lived in L.A. and the the signing was held at Dark Delicacies, and they're a huge supporter of indie indie horror, indie films, um, and the whole genre in general. Right. Um, in fact, they were they were so wonderful that that's where we decided to host the Blood Drive last February. Hmm. Interesting. Which, um, I don't know if you know this, but the blood drive was in conjunction with Women in Horror Month, and the proceeds of the whole show went to benefit the victims of the Haiti earthquake. Oh wow! That's congratulations. Yeah. That's nice. That's yeah, excellent. Now the next one, I don't want to rush you along. I know you're busy, but you mentioned this earlier off the air. Bloodstruck in 2011. It is on my sh- sheet. Yeah, Bloodstruck is Diary of Death. Okay, so it's, so it's on, it's on twice. 
That's what I thought. It, it's, it's on Slice. It's the alternate title. I don't okay. know how it got up there. Slice. Okay, because I said teabag again. Okay, I'm sorry. My <laughs> butt, my bust. <laughs> I gotta no add problem. That, gotta add that part out. Now the one that really gets me going here. I want to see this. Is Girl Scout Cookies? Oh my god. I cannot wait for Girl Scout cookies. We haven't started shooting. I can't um, can't wait. But it's um of course it, it stars Monique Tree, Denise Melody, Jessica Cameron, Rachel Grubb, um, and Mark Cray, uh, as well as uh, a host of other people that I'm just dying to work with, especially Monique. Um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing Denise again. And of course Miss Jessica Cameron is <laughs> she's so sweet. Um and she's always uh, one of the biggest supporters of other women in in the industry and she's always posting sweet things on people's Facebook pages uh, of course the same thing with Deneen yep. who's a huge supporter of everybody uh, Not, I, I mean she's so beautiful and she's so sweet I'm just just honored to, to have her as a friend um, we recently shot a project together and she stayed with me um, okay. it's just a lot of fun just, just a sweet girl, and very, very talented. As talented as she is beautiful. I'm very familiar um, with her. I'm very familiar with Jessica Cameron. Guess from where? Death of the Dead. Death of the Dead, of course. <laughs> of course. And um, Mark Cray, which you wouldn't know this, is you know, really kind of the driving force behind Girl Scout Cookies. Okay. And um, <clears throat> rumor has it, I haven't seen the official script yet, but I get to beat the hell out of him. Wow! In in Girl Scout cookies. So um, and our, apparently our outfits are going to be spectacular. I can't wait to see it. You know, when you mix a Girl Scout and horror together, it sounds like a fun combination. It sounds like <laughs> one of them one of them campy slasher type things. You know what I mean? I love campy. Don't don't get me wrong. I love it. I love a good slasher. That's what it sounds like to me. Am I misjudging myself? Oh, no, not at all. Okay. Cannot wait. i got to keep my eye on this baby. Now, it says December 31st. So, 011, so... Um, do not believe anything you read on IMDb <laughs> as far as release dates go. Those are always subject to change. Oh. Those are placeholders. Okay. No, Okay. <laughs> You shut me down, Tara. Thanks a lot. You ruined my, you ruined my podcast, Tara. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. Uh, is there anything else that uh, you have on the agenda that's not listed that we didn't talk about? Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of a film called Manos? No. The Hands of Fate. No, I have not. All right. Well, the original Man of Hands of Fate was released in 1966. There is a remake being done um, with some of the original cast and uh, with with former WWE, WWE wrestler Gene Smitsky. Um, and I am going to play the ass-kicking wife of Gene, wow. as well as, uh, yeah, and, and Helen, uh, Helene Udi is in it as well. She's a former, or not a former, she's still a screen queen, but... She's um, going to be fun to work with. Interesting. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow. All right. Well, you know what? There's a, quite a few here. I have to get my butt caught up on. I got to try and find some of these. But uh, 
I do want to appreciate you coming on today, taking some time for my little old podcast. Oh, wink, thank you. Wink, wink. No, <laughs> I said little. She said, oh, no, it's not. You didn't say no. anything. <laughs> no. Oh, nice. But anyways, uh, I'm going to say thanks to Matt Dean. I mean, Matt Dean, here I go again. Matt Chasen <laughs> for uh, having you come on here. This is great. You are fun to talk to, and I wish you the best of luck. And I will Thank be, you. I'll be looking out for some of these new releases coming out down the road. And occasionally I might send you a message on Facebook to check up on you and see how you're doing. Again, thank you very much for taking time out for my podcast, and I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. And I'd like to 